Nine minutes past four, and if you've just joined us, a very good morning to you. Let's talk, uh, oh no, it's not trending today, it's actually entertainment, entertainment news. Joined on the line by Nkosana Mdruli, who is entertainment and lifestyle commentator. Nkosana, how are you on this Friday? Good morning, good morning, and a super califragilistic, expialidocious, goraye. Oh, yes, we love that intro. (laughs) We love that intro. And of course, yes, it's uh, the topics, I guess, are trending, but they're not trending news. They're called entertainment on a Friday. Let's go straight to it. The annual MTN Bushfire Festival. This is expected to be a hit with musician Sean Kuti being the headline act uh, from the 27th to the 29th of May. And uh, those who are, I guess, wondering, he is the son of Fela Kuti. He's the youngest, right? Mm, the youngest. I was actually surprised that there was even another one because I think there's Fela Kuti. Now there's Sean Kuti. And I'm just like, oh, another Kuti in the pipeline. Oh, well, not even in the pipeline. But he's yeah, right he there. He's <laughs> <laughs> <is> right there. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to be the headline for the MTN Bushfire. Uh, 2022, which will be taking place in Malkern's Valley, Eswatini, from the 29th, from the 27th to the 29th. And I think for some of us who aren't aware, mm-hmm. um, the B- MTN Bushfire uh, is actually a sort of like a pan-African festival, okay. you know, where you celebrate all things African in terms of music, poetry, theatre, and you know, it's it, it's a festival that is a I feel a family-friendly festival because they even have a kids zone. So oh, nice. I think it's, yeah, so I think it's one festival that is fit for the whole entire family. Okay, Pan-African, and we are also celebrating Africa Month this May. It makes sense that it would be mm. now. May is another busy month, eh? I think I thought April was going to be busy, but May seems like nah. there's a lot going on. <laughs> so what kind of genre is he, Sean Kuti? Has he followed his Nigerian music uh, uh, legend father? With the Afro beats, or does he do something different? No, he does. He actually followed in his father's footsteps um, because he took over his father's um, band, the Egyptian 80. So obviously, following in Daddy's footsteps, and you know, con- in the continuation of that Afro beat genre music. And I mean, Kalakuti was quite a. I mean, I wasn't probably I was I didn't even exist when he was popular, but listening mm-hmm. to his music, it's it's quite nice and interesting and you know you want to dance to it mm. <laughs> yeah you definitely do all right let's talk another a much anticipated concert called rocking daisies it didn't take place over the last two years because of covid yes are you is this your favorite <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm gonna be brutally mm. honest with everybody i've never attended a musical festival mm. not even one concert in my life but i think because now that uh rocking the Rocking the Daisies is making a big comeback. I'll probably, you know, go yeah. and experience it. But uh, Rocking the Daisies is also another musical festival. Um, and with this one, it takes place in two places. One in Cape Town from the 7th to the 9th of October. And then also in Joburg on the 9th of October. Mm-hmm. So I think it's sort of like a, a festival that caters for both the Cape Townians and the Joburg um, residents. So for me, really... It's, it's, it's also, I'd say, sort of like South African and international because we've had, in the past, they've had uh, headlines such as um, the late Mac Miller. So I think it's, it's one of those festivals where people really want to get down and groove. And I mean, 
it's been away for like a good two years because of COVID. And yeah. hello, it's back. So I think everybody wants to be there. Okay, I was going to ask what you think is going to be different uh, this year with it, but uh, you've never attended it. I don't know why we're calling you an entertainment <laughs> commentator. What are you commenting on while well, you are not attending these entertainment news? Eh? <laughs> I, am, I'm not, I'm, I think I'm one ironic commentator, honestly, because it's like, okay, he needs to commentate on lifestyle and entertainment, but he's never even attended one. No, but also that. you can't go to every single thing. There's so much going oh. on, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, TV presenter then, Katleho Maboe. He's slowly making a comeback to the entertainment scene uh, following the claims that were leveled against him of infidelity as well as physical abuse. And he was recently spotted at uh, Mamma Mia Mother's Day concert. Mm, he was actually, if I'm not mistaken, he was a uh, performance bar. I think he performed a young little live song there. And yeah, he's making a comeback. Because Does he I sing? Yes, that's what I can sing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you've got pipes. You've got, you've got pipes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's making a, a, a comeback slowly into, you know, the, 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 the limelight. And, you know, obviously after the whole 2020 incident, you know, obviously he caved away just to sort of like regroup and re-energize himself. And mm-hmm. I think this is probably the second stint he's coming it's sort of like making his way back into the entertainment because he first did a, his first stint, shall I say, was a podcast, hmm. a co-host podcast with Linda Majola and Dr. T.D. Gule, if I'm not, if, I hope I'm pronouncing the last one. Yeah. So yeah, that was his sort of like stint and he did a, he posted a sort of like an Instagram post thanking a lot of people, you know, because I mean, you know, when you come back from a scandal, it's quite difficult, you know, because a lot of people still have that thing of, oh, he did that. And so, you know, so I think for him... Yeah. It's just, and it's, I think it's, gonna, it's always going to hang over him because of the, you know, I think the way it came out and the um, video during the rounds, it's, it's something... And I mean, maybe it's worse with videos coming out. It, it stays in our heads for way longer than if it was just, uh, I guess, a report or an alleged incident. Um, quite difficult and especially because it's something that has been circulating in social media and you know in today's society if anything is on the internet it's there permanently so Mm. he's going to be constantly reminded about it but you know i always say that every season has its reason and chances are maybe that was his season of you know what let me just take a, a step back do sort of an introspection and you know take a different direction in terms of life so for me really i think him coming back it's, it's a wonderful thing you know because i mean you can't just sit and wallow you know you need to get yourself dust yourself up and continue with life you know we all do make mistakes none of us are perfect but we learn we grow and we continue all right so i mean uh, he was also nominated for an award at the 15th safters uh, in a category for best TV presenter, which is voted by the public. But then the public was in outcry after that, saying, but why is he nominated when we know what he's done? And Safta had to remove him from that mm. list of nominations. Do you think the public has forgiven him now, or does it matter? Should he just move on with his life? Honestly, let's forgive and forget. I mean, we are not... I mean, not all of us are perfect. Let, let's be frank about that. And for me, really, he's human. I mean, we all do mistakes. And... 
I'm not going to crucify him for for his entire life for one particular incident, you know. So for me, really, let's forgive and 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 give him a, a second chance. You know, he's making. I mean, presenting is his bread and butter, shall I say, and it's something he enjoys doing. So I think holding a grudge. I, for me, now honestly, I'm not one person who doesn't mm. really have the time to hold grudges. Like, you know, it's so consuming. No, it's, you don't holding need to do to that. that. You're know, holding on to that negative energy is too much. So let's rather forgive and move on. Yeah. Uh, sort of talking about moving on, we're talking the director of the drama, Gomora. Just the, a few days ago, we were talking about the suicide of a Gomora actor at the age of 23, oh. 23, Zubane. So it seems like they've moved on there because they're talking about the director now who's shared on social media that he's been sober for 10 years oh, after yeah. battling substance abuse. Tell us more. So, uh, Tobang Muliya is a director uh, for um, Omora, and he was actually, I think his stint in in entertainment was when he hosted the KTV back in the 90s, and, you know, he he struggled with um, substance abuse from a very, very young age, and for him to be celebrating 10 years of sobriety is a major milestone, because I know when you are a recovering substance abuser. I think with each year that passes, I think there's a particular, I don't know what it's called, but a particular milestone that you get, you know, like mm-hmm. one year sobriety, three months sobriety. So for him to be celebrating 10 years is, 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 a, is a major milestone, you know. And when you're a, with substance recover, oh my gosh, English better band of But I think when you are a person who's on the road to recovery, it's not just a destination where you start from point A and you end to point B, but it's a consistent learning curve because especially in the sort of like the in environment that he's in. I mean he's in entertainment and you know with entertainment it's all about the good life, the Flashy lifestyle, the fast lifestyle. So for him, it's 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 a it's a it's a bit of a challenge, but a great milestone as well. So I kudos to him. I mean, ten years—that's an entire decade. So mm-hmm. kudos to him. And I guess it raises that whole topic of child star and substance abuse thing. I mean, he was in KTV, started his career as uh, very young there. And what happens, you know, if if somebody gets into the industry at a very young age? Your thoughts around that? I think when you, I mean, uh, for me growing up, I mean, I've always wanted to be a young TV presenter. I think most of us who are in the 90s have always wanted to be presenters back then. And you look at these people and it's like, oh, wow, such a, it's quite nice, quite interesting environment to be in. But I think also as a child, you need to be quite mature at such a a, a young age because it's Mm. quite a very, very, pressure rising sort of environment because when you look at the entertainment industry it's quite like you move from this point to next this to that so it's quite fast-paced and too much pressure on it and especially because now when you're a child star you're in the public eye and a lot of and you will be critiqued a lot of the time so yeah it's quite a very stressful environment but i think if you have a proper structured support system ah you can conquer the world Okay, and uh, great uh, things for him. Uh, it's 10 years now. And I wonder, at what point do we just say he, he no longer drinks? When do we stop saying he stayed sober? Is there is there a, a milestone for that one? <laughs> I think 
And it's with sobriety, you always celebrate the sobriety. You're always going to say you stay sober. You'll never say... You stay sober. Yeah. I remember watching this particular um, what's this, um, comedic series. Uh, it's called Mom, where these two mothers, it's like a generation of substance abuse... Um, Women. Women. Mm-hmm. And they were constantly like celebrating sobriety. You know, it's a three months, a year. And, you know, because another thing with, with sobriety is that sometimes... You do relapse at times because life tends to get into the way, things tend to overwhelm you, and you do tend to sink back into that old habit. So sobriety is celebrated each and every single day because, mm. hey, you can relapse at any time. I mean, with Kavan as well, being in the entertainment, being in an entertainment environment, I mean, the pressure is there. You know, it's quite stressful, even for adults as well. So, yeah, pressure is there. So for him to be celebrating 10 years, Ah, the variety will consistently be celebrated every passing day. Interesting. That one is actually inspiring us for our wellness corner. I'm thinking now, I'm getting ideas. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for being our content producer, kind of. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk uh, the U.S. stories now. The author of a a book series that's called Percy Jackson and the Olympian, uh, Rick Riordan, has hit back at fans. So fans are complaining that he's cast in the TV version. You know, when books now get uh, moved into the TV state of things, the books have been moved into a TV version and he's cast a black actor when in the actual book, the character is white. The character of Annabeth uh, has been given to Leah Jeffries, who's a black 12-year-old girl. For me, really, when when I read this, um, this particular article and, you know, other articles relating to this, um, you find that there's a big backlash in terms of the casting. And uh, Rick was kind of like, you know what, if you're going to blame somebody, blame me. But also, mm-hmm. we need to remember that a book is a fictional, this is a fictional story, it's not real. And it allows for, 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 for TV producers to sort of like really play around with, 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 with casting. So for me, really, I'm quite happy that Ennepeth is actually a black person because when you think of Greek mythology, you sort of relate it close to your your European sort of like counterpart. So obviously people are quite upset that, okay, instead of a white girl, it's now black. And I mean, if you look at the, of course, obviously, if you look at the the movie itself, uh, Percy Jackson and um, The Lightning Sea, Mm. obviously if Ennepeth then was, played by a white actor, but now them sort of like recreating and making her black, for me really, it's kudos to that because, I mean, if you look at the three characters, Percy's played by a white, Annabeth is played by a black, and then um, Grover is played by an Asian um, actor. So you get three different ethnicities, and for me, let's celebrate that. I mean, it's 2022, and it's time that we really like have a variation and a variety of representation on television. We can't constantly have white, 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 and then you only have black for a particular genre or a particular series. So for me, really, I, it's so unnecessary. And especially now, then sort of critiquing or sort of being mad at, at Rick, it, it, it's borderline bullying the, the poor girl. I mean, which is not okay. I mean, that's really not okay. And I'm glad that the, the, the author, Rick Riordan, did slam those who were racist trolls for bullying the actress online. I mean, you know, because I remember even when um, 
Kuzos uh, Haley Bailey when she was cast as uh, Ariel. Because when you watch The Little Mermaid, obviously Ariel is a white girl, but now the live version of it, they cast yes. Haley who's black. And I remember going through TikTok, there was one particular uh, <laughs> uh, user or subscriber, shall I say, uh, who was complaining that why is it that they cast a black girl and and he, because he was his main com- complaint was that Ariel is a redhead, he's a redhead, and there's not a lot of redhead representation. And I'm just like, but uh, if you watch The Black Widow, uh, and that character is played by, oh my gosh, now I forgot the actress's name, and she's popular. Mm-hmm. She's white, but yes, she's a redhead, but naturally she's a blonde head. So I'm kind of like, but it's just the hair color. And I mean, we live in what, the 21st century? And hello, like, <laughs> let's move on. We cannot be whitewashing uh, you can't be casting and then it's like a complete whitewash. Yeah. A I think it's okay, honestly. And it is his book. He can decide who he wants to cast and what the person needs to look like. I think the only thing is the backlash that I would understand is if they use a a white actor and put uh, and do a blackface kind of thing or I would, yeah, change the complexion of somebody who's supposed to... <laughs> yeah, I think it's happened also with Nina Simone, the, the depiction of her uh, life where it was it was an actress who's not black but she wasn't dark skinned enough and they want they put you know something on her face to make her look a little darker and people were like but there were so many dark skinned actresses that you could have used and then you know, now uh, uh, on our shows Leon Schuster I remember was also uh, criticized for for doing blackface and portraying a black woman in his movies but I think, you know what, in this particular one, the, the fans just need to fall back, honestly. Stop bullying ah. a 12-year-old child. Come on. <laughs> really, and as you're saying, yeah, yeah, and you were saying, mentioning that it's 2022. I mean, the book uh, was initially publicated in or published in June 2005. And a lot has transpired since that time. And we know of U- U.S. racial conversations and events that have happened. And Rick Riordan is an American author. So maybe he was also mindful of that, that, Let's, you know, put more representation, as you say, in how we depict our stories. Because, uh, I mean, even you look at the Oscars, there was a lot of backlash in terms of African representation. That, okay, only only say that it's just white. Where is the African-American? Where is the Latino? You know, so I think in 2022, guys, I, let's relax, really. I mean, yeah, let's it's no longer We no longer live in a black and white world. We live in a... Oh, a colorful, colorful world. world. Yes, absolutely. The 2022 MTV Movie and TV Awards, the nominees have been announced. So who are the top people here? So with the MTV Movie Awards, uh, there are two categories that we need to look at. You have your scripted category, then you have your unscripted category. And with your unscripted category, now we are looking at, you know, your reality TV shows, your talk shows. So obviously... It's self-explanatory. It's not scripted. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think with the MTV um, Movie Awards, it's quite a different um, award ceremony because I mean they've got yeah they've got very weird <laughs> shall I say categories. I mean you've got like best kiss, best hookup, best hero. When you look at your um, your other. Uh, movie uh, ceremonies like your Oscars, it's quite different. The categories are quite different. And for me, with the MTV, I think it's more of a playful uh, ceremony. So really, uh, it's something to look forward to. And I mean, you've got movies such as June, Stream, 
Spider-Man, No Way Home, The Adam Project. So it's a variation of, of, of categories and, 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 and um, TV series and movies and reality shows that are sort of like nominated. So it's not really like a very strict and formal ceremony like the Oscars where you have to be respectful and not get on stage and slap people, you know. Ishwana, don't <laughs> talk about end. that. <laughs> Please don't remind us of that. We wanted to forget about that and move on so much. Let's not go there. But yeah, it is a different target market. I mean, it's youth-oriented, youth, re- it's youth oriented, MTV generally, as a brand. And I mean, I mean, MTV is like, right, it's a music-based channel. So mm. it's quite youthful, it's quite fun, it's not restrictive. So for me, really, it's, it's quite something to watch. And it will be airing on the 5th of June. So I, chances are it will be airing in the AM. So I'll be probably sleeping. <laughs> I the live version, so I'll catch up on the... Do you think the streaming services might uh, end up doing such things, uh, the, uh, giving us the live shows? Um, uh, well, I guess I can mention them, the Netflixes and the Showmaxes and the whatever you call Amazon. Do you think it will get to that place where they stream live events as well from the U.S.? I think eventually it will get to that point because, I mean, already now we've got a, a variation of streaming um, platforms and we do get, we are receiving a lot of... Um, interesting content, you know, original content. So I think chances are they might move to that eventually, like a Netflix live, mm. you know, Beyonce concert, a Netflix, you know. So I think they might move into that. And especially because now that you're mentioning, like, live streaming, chances are one <laughs> streaming platform might actually jump onto that and create a monopoly. So you never know. Technology is consistently yeah. advancing, so... Anyway, that was a bit of a side thought, but anyway, I was just thinking um, in terms of that. Okay, well, the young people will enjoy that on the 1st of June. Uh, those who want to wake up early will do so. It uh, would be like a Wednesday, I think, 1st of June. But let's leave it there. What are the plans for the weekend? Oh, rest, rest, and tons of rest. Oh, it's been a hectic week. <laughs> Is it? When are you always yeah. resting? I know there's this, there's this perception that people who are in your uh, kind of your line of work are always out and about, but... You, you like uh, the one who rests, <laughs> which is I, great. I, I'm an indoorsy person. If people knew I'm an indoorsy person, I love being indoors. So rest for me and recharging my social batteries is imperative. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kosana. Uh, Kosana, <laughs> I'm really entertainment and lifestyle commentator.